You're listening to another hope-filled podcast from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifenz.org. Human being is always looking to the future, desiring to go to new destinations, to uncover things that yet have not become their reality. And of course, to go there, you still, you've got to determine what that destination will be. Don't be a person that kind of just lets life come at you. Be the kind of person that says, okay, with God's promises, with the leading of the Holy Spirit, I'm gonna set things focused into my future that I'm gonna reach towards. And then of course, if you say, well, I'm gonna go to that destination, you'll need to obtain a boarding pass. It's gonna cost you. You're gonna have to say no to some things to be able to get the access to a new destination. But with that also, if you've done a lot of travelling like I have, I speak all over the globe, you'll find there are at times not just a flight path, but there's a holding pattern. And you could be scheduled to go on a, on a trip. Say, if we look at the board, uh, you could say, hey, I'm uh, going to London today. And I look at the board only to discover my flight in uh, LN472, uh, rather, at gate 16 has been delayed. I don't give up on the flight. I look at that and say it's been delayed and I've got to learn to adjust my timing to what's just happened. For some of us, we go through goals and dreams and seasons and we look at the board, say as to Hong Kong on this particular day, the flight's been cancelled. And it's kind of like, well, where's God in that? I thought I was going there. That flight may have been cancelled, but maybe God knows more about the situation than you do. And so you learn to understand that if you don't or I don't understand seasons, how they operate and have an ability to trust God who's got the bigger picture, then I'm gonna find myself in a place of despair. In fact, I would say that you can't find freedom fully until you understand seasons. Because you'll always be questioning what's happening around you and what's taking place and you can get confused and begin to blame God when it hasn't happened. Whereas I do believe that God is a God that has all things in control. So let's go to the verses that we've based the series on. Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse one. And Solomon writes and he says, to everything, not some things, not just some people, to every one of us, there is seasons. There is a time for a purpose under heaven, for every purpose under heaven. Remember this, there's a time to be born and there is also a time to die. I think I might've mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. We love birth seasons. Wow, it's all new. And then we tend to spin out when death takes place. But we've got to realise that seasons means on this earth, there is birth and there is death. There's a time to plant, which is all about something new. And there's a time to pluck up that which has been and not allow there to be this ongoing echo of the past. And verse one makes it so clear, you're not a special case. All of us go through this wonder of seasons. Everything has a season. You get trapped when you think everything's gonna remain the same. Verse 10, Solomon says, I have seen the God-given task with which the sons of men are to be occupied. Verse 11, he has made everything. Everybody say everything everything beautiful in my time. No, not my time. Not, come on, what we thought was gonna happen, it's time. And when you begin to understand that, then you realise, hey, this is a trust 
life. This is a trust relationship. God, you've put things in my heart and I thought I set a destination. I set a flight path. I had a time of departure and yet it didn't happen. But God, your time is what I want. It's your time that everything comes together. And so with seasons, we've looked at autumn. It's a time of resetting. Uh, You go to winter, Pastor Scott took us through winter last week. It's a time of replenishment. It's where we go down rather than up. Today, I wanna talk about a time of spring. I love spring. It's a time of expansion. And then next week, a time of enjoyment around summer. But just a couple of thoughts, if you missed it. Autumn equals resetting. Verse two, there's a time to be born. I just read it. There's a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. Globally, the world is in a autumn season. There is the reality of loss. The reality of what was is no longer existent. That's still forming in some people's thinking. There's a major shift and that's what happens in autumn. But God uses autumns to reset. Even through COVID, many of us were doing things we never did before. And we thought, you know what? This is amazing. We're having more family time. We're going for walks. We're able to do things that we haven't had time for. We don't wanna lose that in the future. That's what autumn is. Reset the right priorities. Don't look at autumn as a time of loss. It's a time of resetting. Last week, winter equals replenishment. There's a time to break down and there's a time to build up. We just wanna build up. We want expansion on every front. But winter causes us to realise that height is height is sustained by depth. So God wants to take us to a place where we slow down, we learned last week, we reduce our activity, we replenish, we strengthen the root system so we're prepared for the expansion, the explosion of spring. And so that thought is the part, that's why we would encourage everyone. We have people in their 60s plus in Life Leadership College because they're taking a season to go down. And if you've never done that, consider the reality of what happens when you remove distraction and you get a stronger root system. You have a depth of supply. You have the strength of understanding that's gonna keep you through any storm. But today, and I hope this is making sense because not much encouragement here in Central right now, so I'm stirring them up. We've got the chosen 100. Yes, preach it, Pastor Paul. Even if you're quiet at home, it's okay. We're in spring. Come on, make some noise. And uh, of course, down south, but uh, it's just my insecurity coming to the fore. But I wanna teach today on spring, which equals expansion and acceleration. How that God wants to do things. Marie, Pastor Marie earlier in the year prophesied over us as a church that she believed before COVID hit, she believed that we were in springtime. And I wanna encourage you that if that's the Word of God for us and you're a part of life, then you've gotta look to declaring the season God has set. We can all be in different seasons. The world can be in a different season, but God specifically said, we're in a time of springtime. In other words, change the level of your ability to believe for expansion. Expansion to grow. Verse four of Ephesians three, there is a time to weep, but there is also a time to laugh. It's kind of like with all that's happening in the world, you feel guilty if you've got a springtime spirit. It's like, just keep it quiet. You know, everything's negative. There's another bad news report. No, it's a time to mourn, but there's also a time to dance. And I wanna stir you up today because I reckon the enemy is gonna try and use 
what he has set in motion to cause us to believe it's wrong to believe for more. And yet God through spring tells us it's time to declare that to every night there is a day. Come on, to every time of mourning, there is a time of rejoicing. To every loss, there is time of birth. And so I'm not gonna get trapped by my natural view. I'm gonna see beyond it, beyond it, beyond it. Psalm 30 and verse four, the psalmist says, sing praise to the Lord. In other words, sing, not just say it, not just mumble it, not just believe it in your heart. Sing to the Lord, you His saints. Give thanks for the remembrance of His holy name. For His anger may be for a moment, but His favour is for life. (laughs) Oh, I hope you're getting this. His favour is for your life. Weeping may endure in the night. That's okay. We go through times and seasons of darkness, but joy comes in the morning. I don't know if you're a morning person. I'm a morning person. You know, I wake up and I'm ready. Sing, shout, the Bible says it. And Marie sometimes says, can you just let this body of mine just get back on the planet? Give it some time. And I said, you need to read your Bible. Joy comes in the morning. (laughs) So we have this fun thing going on. It's not that she's kind of nothing in the morning, but it's like, I wake up, I wake up. I decide before I go to sleep, when the alarm goes, I'm up. Singing, shouting. I want to prophetically today, wherever you are, I'm saying to your spirit, don't allow the enemy to trap you in a season that God still uses called autumn and winter. When it's your spring, it's time to get up, stand up, sing, praise. I've come to realise that the enemy is gonna use every season and try to cause us to be boxed in and to be held. I can't believe, to be honest, I mean, I've been doing a lot of work globally with pastors in different situations. There's many amazingly high challenges going on and I'm doing Zoom meetings all over the place. But uh, even within our own church and globally, the amount of fear that is being voiced among God's people, it's like, where does fear come from? It doesn't come from God. Conspiracy theories, you wouldn't believe what people are talking about. The coming of 5G is gonna kill the church. It's gonna do this. And we are responding going, do you know what? Jesus said, I will build my church. Even the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. Yeah, but my prognosis for my business is A. Yeah, but God says He can take you on a creative journey to give you supernatural insights as how to redirect your resources. The end is not what you see right now. Spring, when it comes, everybody knows it affects everything that's around you, every part of who you are. Spring is coming there. Remember this, nothing that the enemy throws takes God by surprise. God is not going, oh, flip, we missed that one. We're in big trouble here. In, in, and I just wanna let you know today, don't let fear take the space that's created for faith. As a young minister, I, I was spoken to out a number of major passages. One was Joshua 1. And of course, Moses had died and God said, Joshua, you're the person. And then God spoke to Joshua and he says, I command you. Be strong. Oh, that came out loud. Come on, right through the screen. Be strong and be courageous. Because God, if He's in the center, you can stand up. Spring is about expansion. Yeah, but everyone's talking doom. I don't care what everybody's talking. What is the Father saying? 
Yeah, but I saw this clip. Well, who the heck wants to watch clips their whole life? <laughs> Don't just look at YouTube, go to the real tube. Go to God's Word. Do not be afraid nor dismayed. There it is, fear. Don't let fear into your dwelling for the Lord God is with you wherever you go. You go on, Paul writes 2 Timothy to young Timothy who's learning ministry, chapter one, verse six. Therefore, I wanna remind you, Timothy, stir up the gift that is in you. For God has not given you a spirit of fear. Well, then who gave it to you? Yeah, but haven't you heard? No, haven't you read? God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, authority, of love, of a sound mind. Oh yeah, but I'm struggling. Yeah, we all go through struggles, but don't let the enemy tell you that you've got a mental health state that can't be fixed. Deal with the real issue, but God has given you a power of a sound mind. That sound mind comes based on an understanding that you live under faith, not fear. And by the way, faith rises in the absence of fear. So when you, when you start buying into all fear and you start reacting and go, oh, I'm really worried and I need to do about that, you've got to tell yourself, my faith level has been depleted. Fear and faith, well, I'm getting off on a tangent. Fear and faith cannot cohabitate. There is no way that fear can live in the same room as faith. So the only thing that can happen is we can reduce our now word from God and give room for faith to enter. But when you fill yourself with the mind and the Word of God, then fear does not become the force that directs you. You stop reacting, you start responding. I know what it's like to react. I, I'm up for a fight on anything. I'm a justice person. So therefore, if it's not right, you do the wrong thing. Even in sports, I used to be like this. Listen to this, okay? It's like, you, you, it's kind of like, you, you did the wrong thing, bro. That's okay, we still got the whole game. My Old Testament Bible, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. It's like, you know... I've got that justice thing and, I, and it's like, yeah, we're gonna fight against some of the decisions that are being, we don't have to fight against it. We don't fight flesh and blood. We fight principality and power. How do we do that? By standing true to God's word. God's got this. Yeah, it may be an autumn, but there's a reason for an autumn. Maybe a winter, there's a reason for the winter. But there's also a time to say this is spring. So therefore, I'm gonna stand in spring and I'm, going to realize that when fear is hanging around, someone else is hanging around. So I'm not going to stay in that space. So you might say to me, well, Paul, give us some insight as to if spring equals expansion, how do we develop that? I would say this, expansion follows expectation. What kind of expectation have you got about your future? Oh yeah, but we've just been through the world. We don't know what the world's going to We don't know what's going to happen to our kids and the generations that follow. No, expectation. I, I want to encourage you that through the Bible, God inspires us to practice the art of dreaming. I'm not just going to look at what's at hand, but I'm going to look at, well, God, okay, we've been through COVID. You didn't create that. The enemy did. But you've got a plan. <laughs> you knew he was going to do this. And so you're going to cause your plan to go to new levels because of what the enemy tried to do. So I'm gonna start thinking and dreaming and planning what we should do. What is God gonna bring through this, this week as an exec team? The other people that run, really manage everything that happens here in life. I started to talk about some of the things that God's already put in my spirit for the future. 
and they're not little things and they're not small things. And it's like, you could see some of the eyes going, oh, flip, really? Can we do all of that? We're just gonna get through all of this first. Please, pastor. It's like, no, you're an exec team member. Get, get your head in the clouds. You know, some of us, we really seriously, I'm joking around, but I'm seriously saying, come on, we've lowered our heads to such a place that we can't see beyond the current fence. Lift it up. Begin to dream. You see, if expansion follows expectation, then I want to develop my expectation. Expectation, that word means eager anticipation. Whew. It's kind of like I've played on this for the years. Shake somebody's hand and the boy, how are you doing? Oh, not bad under the circumstances. Okay. And you know, they've got a weak handshake and it's just like, what are you doing under there? You've been under there too long. Eager anticipation. How are you doing? Well, to be honest, it's the hardest season I've ever been through. But it's only one season. And I've realized that in the hardest of seasons, you'll learn the most. So I'm pretty excited about the next season. Well, what happened to your business? No, we finally had to close it all. But man, we had nothing that we could do in that. So that's okay. God's got this. We're going to use what we've learned through all of this to build something that's even more in line with the purposes of God for our life for We're not staying in that place. For me personally, the last couple of years, I've been feeding on this verse or these verses. Philippians 1.19, Paul finds himself in prison. He's in the unexpected place. It's, It's the tough place. And he says, you know what? I know that all of this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Then verse 20, according to my earnest expectation and hope. So not only will God do His part, I need to add my expectation. I'm gonna add my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with all boldness as always. So now with Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. And you might say, Paul, you're sort of, you're getting too worked up today. It's like, I'm trying to cross the screen. I'm trying to go into your heart and say, stop listening to all of the garbage of the enemy that is trying to cultivate fear in your life and begin to say, no, God says there is spring. And if there is spring, there's gonna be explosion and that there's gonna be this incredible sense of expansion and acceleration. But with it, I gotta take responsibility of high expectation. Got to lift it up. Paul says that I, not that I speak, again, Philippians 4 in regard to need, but this is what I learned over many years of walking with God. Whatever state I'm in, I'm going to be content. Hey God, that understanding of seasons, I'm in winter right now and you just want me to go deep. That's cool. Even though I love to run around and build and create, you just want me to go deep. Five years ago, I've said it a few times, the Holy Spirit said, Paul, I want you to let go of the steering wheel. I wanna take control. By God's grace, I said, God, you need to help me do that because I'm just willing. I had to learn to be willing. Now I gotta learn to let go, different seasons. And that shifts it. So Paul says, "I, I don't talk negatively now. I know how to be abased. It's okay, there are seasons when I'm abased. And I also know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I've learned to be full and hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. We just quote the last verse, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can't do the last verse without the preceding verses. And it's okay, God's got you. God's got it. He's got the future 
Our youngest grandson, Cruz, what a cool name. He's a cool dude. We're calling each other bro at the moment. Hey, bro. He says, hey, bro. The other day, he says, we're bros, eh? I said, yeah, he's three. And, uh, but if you look past the outer parts of Cruz, he's so cute. You look in his eyes, he's got a huge expectation. I mean, he knows now. I don't want to follow him every time he runs away. And he hides in the same place. I get bored with that game. So then he comes to me, he says, Papa, I love you. Papa, you're the best. Come, Papa. In his eyes, there's an expectation that if he does the right thing, he'll get what he wants. Come on. How much expectation? If I spent the day with you today, we had a meal, we had a coffee, would you be oozing expectation? Or has the enemy got it? And don't feel condemned. It's just like, no. Expansion follows expectation. And that's the power of God. You see, I believe that the church will once again become the cornerstone of society. Oh, pastor, what do you think after all of this? What do you think is going to happen? Well, I believe it. I believe that when the, every time the enemy strikes, according to my Bible, like a flood, the Spirit of God will raise a standard against it. Some pa- pastors don't even understand that's the emphasis of the original. When the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood. God doesn't just meet the enemy. God supersedes the enemy. So whatever the enemy throws at you, whatever the enemy throws at this world to cause fear, to cause anarchy, and that's what's happening. The church is gonna rise in the middle of that and there's gonna be a standard. I believe that life as a community of people are going to see our goal of exceeding $20 million every year of community impact happen through this community of people. I believe that. Oh, well, it won't happen now with COVID. What do you mean? COVID has no effect in heaven. I believe that those who have been impacted by the winds of COVID, right now you're in a headwind. That God, the wind of God is gonna take you to a stronger place. I believe that we will see the greatest harvest of souls that we have ever seen. That's what I believe. I believe for you that your best days are in front of you. I believe that God has got this and so I know God has got you. And some of you need to hear that and you say, oh, you're just trying to rev us up. No, I'm trying to give you the voice of your Father in heaven that's saying, stop looking at your provision being what's natural and what's around you. Spring is a time of expansion. Things happen in spring that you could never believe could come from that plant. And God begins to move. And so expansion follows expectation. Here's the second thought about expansion. It requires enlargement. For all of us, it's like God says, are you gonna make space for me? Or are you gonna allow the old to clutter up all the room that I need to fill to take you to a greater place? And I wanna take you past where you've been and I want you to realise to expand is literally to spread out, to enlarge. I'm looking back on the 29 years of life, so many faithful people. 29 years of hearing God, God says, I want you to do that. And you go, what the? We could never do that. I'm asking you to do it. All right, let's do it if we go to prison. We'll write letters like Paul. I often say that. It's like, we'll find a way. No, seriously, that's what we've done. Some people have come and some people 
have seen what God has done. Maybe even other ministers at times. They said, oh, we'd love to see what you're seeing in Auckland. And I go, yeah, great. One thing to have a dream, it's another thing to make room for it. Well, I'll make room when, when I know I can do it. Well, I'll, I'll make room when it's secure. I'll make room. See, too many of us need the natural security box to be ticked. If I can control it, yes, God. And God says, if you can control it, there is no room for me to grow you. For your security means it has to be tightly held around you. But you've got to let go of that. You've got to have room for the tree that's been dormant to grow into a new space. You want the breakthrough, but you want the control and you've got to let go of the control. Allow me to lead you. Yeah, have wisdom. But remember that you need expectation and you need enlargement. Like Thomas, the Thomas syndrome still in the church. It's like, yeah, I believe that you are gonna rise from the dead, but unless I can touch it, unless I can feel it, unless I know that I know and everything is fully secured around me, I will not believe. And God's saying that's not the season. What the enemy meant for evil, God wants to use for good, but you gotta let go of control. The classic chapter shifted me completely many years ago. Isaiah 54, barren woman. Society has said she's cursed because the womb that God gave her couldn't have children. She lived under a cloud. She doubted herself. God steps into the space, says, here it is, woman, enlarge. Your spirit, sing, O barren. Yeah, I don't feel like singing. Well, it's not about what you feel. It's what it does. Singing tells the enemy you're, you're breaking through in the victory. Sing, O barren woman, you who have not born, break forth in a singing cry aloud. Don't whisper it. Say, devil, this is it. We're unlocking spring. For you who has never been able to have a child or labour with children, more will be the children of the desolate womb than of the married woman. In other words, the womb that can do it naturally, God's gonna do more through the womb that can't do it naturally. So wherever you find yourself, you feel like I've stuffed up, you ain't stuffed up enough for a God of all glory to pick you up and cause you to have a future that's expansive. You ain't seen nothing yet. Enlarge, verse two. Man, I could preach all day on this. Enlarge. All right, if you don't respond, I'm going louder. Enlarge. The place of your tent. Stop worrying about all the other tents around you. Oh, well, if that didn't happen, if they didn't do that, if that didn't, I've been through this and all that. Forget what other people can do around you if you can. If I can say that, it's not easy to get there, but get to a place. All you're gonna focus is on your tent. Large the place of your tent. Verse three, you shall expand to the right, the left, your descendants will inherit nations. You wanna read it, verse four, it says, do not fear. I gotta look at fear in the eye sometimes. Say, what are you doing here? This is a non-access fear place. You have no boarding pass to fear, to, the, to, to be here. I feel fear. But then I say, I'm gonna rise. Fear indicates to me I need more faith. So I'm gonna build my faith and extinguish fear. You make your husband. So don't draw back. Where are you at? Don't draw back. 
Getting something? Don't accept survival mode, no matter who does around you. Don't limit tomorrow by failing to enlarge your today. Create space. You're in business, call to business, create space for God to move supernaturally. Create space for God to move. Expansion follows expectation, requires enlargement. The third thing is it involves energy. We all want a bigger tomorrow. We just don't want to pay the price. Getting up a little earlier, working a little harder. We're waiting for the miracle to come in the letterbox. Oh, we love the idea of spring. Wow, everything grows. Yeah, here's the problem. Days are longer. So the work hours are longer. Got to fertilise, got to prune. You've been praying for growth and explosion and so you begin to grow, but then all of a sudden you look around and the weeds are also growing like they've never grown in autumn or winter. And you've got to be diligent. And I just encourage you, anything that's worth anything is going to cost you. Whatever you can buy or is free off the shelf won't last. And God wants us to go, yeah, yeah, well, I'm worried about my job. Work harder than anyone. Push in, dig deeper, have a spirit of understanding because you understand that actually that is God's way. He works that way. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, please be steadfast. Be immovable. And here it is, always abounding. How was church today? Woohoo! How's it going? Oh, it's tough, man. It's tough out there, but man, I've got a spring in my step about what it's gonna be. Always abounding, abounding, abounding. Oh, I've had thousands of people over the years say to me, I was meaning to send you an email. I said, well, then flip and do it. <laughs> if it's a bad one, I won't read it unless you sign it. But if it's a good one, come on, put the energy into it. What's your destination? Start working towards it. Say, come on, I've got spring on my side. It's the breath of heaven coming and causing me to know. And I think the final thought today would be this, is that we need expectation, we need enlargement, energy. But I do think that expansion honours eternity. I pray that through COVID globally, the church will realise it's not just about turning up to church and singing a song. Sharing their eternity is secured. It's about creating an echo in eternity. That my life, your life, oh, well, you're a pastor. You've got to be like that. No, we're going to live for an eternal echo. And everybody watching, it doesn't matter what age or stage of life you find yourself in. God created you. If you've got breath, you're here. I'm here to make a difference in the lives of others, actively being committed beyond who we are. I seriously believe this. Lasting satisfaction. People say, I want fulfillment. I want to find satisfaction. Lasting satisfaction comes from what continues into eternity. So you can win every race in this life. You can have everything this life can offer you on a material level. But if it has no echo in eternity, it won't give you lasting satisfaction. So it's kind of like, no, I want to live that kind of life. I believe in God's blessing. I believe if you work hard, you can live well. But it's not a just about us. It's about those around us. Again, Isaiah 54 verse 3, expand to the right and to the left, you will. And here it is, and your descendants will inherit the nations. 
So you've got to live for the generations that come. Live for the people in need that don't have the understanding of God's Word right now in society. How many know there are so many people that are going to struggle with no God base? Well, where is the church? $20 million is not even the beginnings of what our nation needs, not just as a handout, but with a lesson to step up. And if the church just prays for people and does nothing about it, I go, what are we doing? There is no point in building auditoriums if we don't build lives. Cause them to know that God loves them. They get to choose. And that God cares for them in the now. And one day they can find the wonder of an eternity for which they were destined before birth. And I wanna stir our church up. We're not here just to play around and go through another cycle. We're here to go, you know what? God gets me. God gets you. And I know I've been forceful today, but I, I'm hearing all of this kind of negative stuff. Stop fearing where fear is, faith is not. There must be people that go, okay, it may be tough right now, but spring is a time of expansion. It's a time of more than we could ever ask. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Life. If you have questions or want to contact someone about this message, visit lifenz.org.